Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. How are you this morning, Dr. Paul? Doing well. All Doing right. Well. Good. Got a little bit of news today? Yeah. We'll solve another problem. <laughs> this, is, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> if we had a dime for every problem we've solved. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll work on it. This one is uh, before the Supreme Court right now. Biggie, and yeah. uh, if I had my way, it wouldn't be before the Supreme Court. <laughs> it would have been solved. How come we didn't need this type of a discussion for the last what 250 years we didn't need need a court to decide you know how to build a website oh websites haven't been around that much you know <laughs> but freedom of, of expression so we have we have this case going on and people uh, I you know uh, Colorado the state of Colorado wants to regulate pre-regulate in case somebody wants to do something on a website dealing with marriage yeah so when I heard about this I immediately went to the Constitution <laughs> and I searched I searched for the uh, the role of the federal government in marriage. I, I didn't find anything. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't find anything at all. And, and uh, I, you know, I was raised thinking marriage was sort of a private religious affair, and they kept all the records in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then also I did find in the Constitution that uh, there is a responsibility for various reasons, but it was, it was a state function. But now in this day of age of perfection in protecting personal and individual liberty, you need a lot of activity. And if you want a lot of activity to try to sort this out, all you have to do is study this uh, case and listen to all the hypotheticals uh, that, could, that could come up uh, when you're trying to uh, make a website. Just, and yet all this activity and the confusion it, it, it just hits me like, how do they create these problems? <laughs> you know, how do, do they go out there and deliver and see how much a mess we can make out, out of this? So they, uh, uh, you, you know, go and, and they confuse it. Then you have the legality uh, that goes on and the arguments and the racism that goes on. And I think there's just a couple things that have been built into history even before our constitution that are basic principle one is property ownership property ownership has been known a long time uh you know throughout all history anytime they had rules you weren't supposed to steal from your neighbor so property is important your your home is your castle and private property no place is in the constitution that says private property is different yes uh you, you you have private property when you're at home but not when you step out of your home not not when you're out and going to the store and all, all of a sudden that's not private anymore so they they have confused things and now now they have these many many controversial things so private property uh would be a big uh, uh tool an important tool for solving some of these arguments that they have and then then the uh, the uh, the other thing is uh you're thinking about problems you have thinking of the principle of voluntarism you know the rejection of the use of force telling people what to do and everybody knows what's better for everybody else and and to get the government behind uh, behind them to do it so this uh, I, I think that, that it that requires an understanding not a complicated thing what is a right yeah well I think we said you have a right to your liberty your life and pursuing what you think is best for yourself and uh and all of a sudden and i've written a little bit about this off and on is 
the, the real enemy here is collective rights. You, you yeah. know, I, this is a minor little thing that has been a pet peeve for me because politically speaking, I guess they need to know. But on election night, it just bugs me to say, well, how did the blacks vote? Yeah. How yeah. did the whites vote? Yeah. How did the Hispanics vote? You know, because everybody should be an individual, but that sort of doesn't have a, an immediate political significance, but it's a psychological thing that everybody's divided and they vote in blocks. So, uh, and, and I think there's uh, evidence today that things are a lot different than they were 50 or 100 years ago, you know, and we're moving into an integrated system, but uh, I think the use of force even to do that is wrong, and I think it's important to know that rights are important, they're individuals, they're not collective, and that uh, uh, it, it is uh, it, very, very important that uh, uh, people understand how valuable volunteerism is in, in economics and social order. Yeah. Boy, that would solve a lot of problems mm -hmm. if they just understood it. <laughs> One little principle. <laughs> There's a lot of lawyers would be out of work, though. <laughs> Let's put up that first clip. This is uh, from Politico. This is where we uh, got a lot of the info. Ooh, let's go backwards to the very first one. Um, back one more. There we go. Uh, this is from Political Today. Hypotheticals gone wild. Takeaways from the LGBTQ Supreme Court arguments. And it's a weird case, Dr. Paul, because as you say, it involves a lot of hypotheticals. And we'll go back through it a little bit in case people haven't followed it as closely. Lori Smith is a web designer from Colorado. Uh, she's been designing webs and she wants to branch out and start doing wedding web pages. Web pages specifically designed for weddings. And she said out loud, when I start this new part of my business, I'm not going to cater to same-sex weddings in my business. I don't want to do that. I don't believe in it, whatever the case is. And so this hypothetical, so there's, no, there's not a specific case that said, oh, you didn't, you didn't uh, design my site, you didn't bake my cake, whatever. No, it's a sort of a theoretical because Colorado came after her when she announced that. And so that's what's gone to the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court has to decide whether she is allowed uh, to decide who she wants to do business with. We've heard it uh, before many times. And here's the, the next little clip, because this is early from the article. Conservative justices seemed inclined to back Smith, but it remained uncertain how they would buttress such a decision against inevitable claims that it will lead to other business people trying to use free speech or religious beliefs to opt out of providing services based on race, religion, or other criteria predicted by anti-discrimination laws. My thought when I saw this is this is teed up for you to, to kick it off, <laughs> but my only thought was maybe the laws themselves are the, are the problem. Oh, it is, obviously, and there's way too many, and there's a, there's a confusion. But when they make a decision and say that you must do something uh, because it's fair to that individual, what about the person that's being forced to do it? Doesn't that person become a slave? Yeah, I mean they've lost all the all the choice in that. That's why a free society is so much better because this just stirs up anger and 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 uh, people arguing and fighting o over these things. And uh, but but they you, they go and they pick on one side. They have to pick on one side and rule that you will have this, you will do this. You know, the the word uh, and I and I've written about this because there's no secret about it. But it's something that nobody wants to talk about because the word discrimination is is uh, I mean that is the most evil thing you can think of but you know what 
I think everybody, uh, dis they're discriminate. Yeah. And, and, and people are taught to be discriminate. I know that uh, in me, in my family being raised in a, a rule that we had, you be discriminate on your friends and your neighbors, yes, you know? You pick them, you know, because you make a choice. And, uh, but, but no, anytime. And the other thing that I happen to believe, these people that are holier than thou never, never, never discriminate because <laughs> you're, you're, you're uh, a heathen, you know. But uh, if, they, if, uh, if you think about it, how many times do you think the two of us, Daniel, already in these couple hours we've been up, <coughs> We discriminated. Yeah, yeah. Every choice, every minute, you discriminate. You, you, you had to make a choice to come here or not come in here. <laughs> yeah. So it, people, True. people make a, a choices all the time, and, uh, and yet what they're doing is tinkering around the edges, and they're picking up where things are, you know, rather ugly and mean and nasty, and they they don't even want to, or do they? Then they don't understand the idea of volunteerism and property rights because the other part of this why this will not be readily accepted is uh, you you have to be tolerant you yeah. know sometimes people uh, you, you know uh, people take take the idiocy on uh, enforcing marijuana laws uh -huh. you know just think of much harm harm was done over over the years with that and it wasn't allowing it property rights and and being discriminate and and making your own choices uh, were, were were used but no uh, people people want to tell other people what to do and they have to sacrifice their liberties but uh, I think uh, every one of us I think um, you know there, there are some people in this country that would make a statement you know what I am never going to marry a gay person yeah I uh -huh. mean what <laughs> You're you're a heathen. We're going to put you in jail. You're discriminating. <laughs> yeah, so there. Yeah, so. It, it's it's a weird topic, Dr. Paul, and um, you know it always reminds me of how the conservatives versus the liberals that fight over this. It's a knockdown, dragout fight. But neither of them really approach it from principles. You know, they they approach it from their partisan political right. viewpoint. That's a good good point. And that's the real thing. But reading the article and the different hypotheticals put out, they had to twist themselves into pretzels, the different justices. One said, well, what if there was a wedding, what if there was a photographer in a mall photographing at Santa Claus and only was taking pictures of white kids because they wanted to have a 50s whatever look, and that was weird. And then Justice Alito, I think it was, said, well, what happens if there was a black Santa and a kid came with the KKK outfit and wanted to get a picture taken. Should it be forced? The whole thing is, is a, little bit, a little bit crazy, but the argument, and it's a good argument, I think, and it should be discussed, but what would happen, as, you, as we said before the show, if you, had a, um, if you had a business and you put out a sign, uh, whites only, you know, that's a pretty strong thing because we have a real strong history of that in the U.S., right. but the reality of, at least to me it seems, Dr. Paul, and you said it earlier, so I'm stealing your words. <laughs> Anyone who did that would be out of business in like three minutes. You know, yeah, I mean, crazy. Yeah, the customers would decide, and you wouldn't be able to survive. Which indicates there's been progress now, and maybe there was a time, you know, that that was a nasty thing to do. Even though I still don't think you should sacrifice individual liberties, 
people should have the, the, the right to punish themselves and do dumb things. Yeah. Because if you think you can protect people from themselves, and that's one of the big evils of government. They're always wanting to protect us from ourselves. And, of course, uh, they have ulterior motives in doing this because they're power mongers and they're uh, seeking control. And, and just look at what's going on uh, with, uh, with, with the concern about civil liberties with COVID yeah. and the various things. I mean, it becomes, it becomes a horrible thing. And, uh, and 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 right now, this whole thing with the the F FBI and the misinformation and the censorship that's yeah. going on, all that is a consequence of of a lack of understanding of of personal liberties and and property rights. And and the, then the real problem is the mixture of the corporations and, and, and the government, because. Yes, we want to protect these liberties of the individual, and sometimes they're controversial. But uh, if if uh, if we want to do that, we have to be uh, willing to accept the fact that some of these people are going to do dumb things. Yeah. But the the other rule that goes along with this that clarifies it so much: you can't hurt other people. You you can't. You, you're you're not practicing personal liberty when you steal some from somebody. And I am fascinated with the fact that. It, Almost everything I can find and read about ancient uh, legal standards and legal laws, uh, uh, that uh, there was always a recognition of property. Yeah. There was always talk about stealing. You shouldn't steal, you shouldn't lie and cheat. You know, so there have been some basic principles. Been around not a couple hundred years, not since our Constitution, but thousands of years from the beginning of time, uh, these principles are known. But I think we're challenging those basic principles because we have the authoritarians grabbing hold and thinking they know what is best for us and uh, we're going to protect you. Oh, yeah, we're not going to hurt you. But you're you're not capable of taking care of yourself, and so we want to make sure you get taken care of. And then they'll say yes, because if you don't do the right thing and you get sick, I have to pay for it. Yeah. You know that kind of nonsense. So, yeah. well, it all goes you know boils down to the, your conception of the role of the state in society, and that's where both a lot of conservatives and a lot of liberals they view the state as the referee. You know, <laughs> uh, they want it to protect religious rights, they want to protect gay rights, what have you, but. Of course, we take a very different view. But here's, here's, here's another, the second topic is also one about rights. And it kind of turns it upside down. Let's put this next one, there we go. This is out of New Zealand, which <laughs> seems like a real hellhole to be honest with you. That is where tyranny starts. New Zealand may take baby from parents demanding unvaccinated blood for heart surgery. The parents do not want to have their child have blood from vaccinated donors. The kid had to have heart surgery the parents said, please, can we get some unvaccinated blood? And the state said, no, how about we take your kid? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, the, the family and family values and, and uh, religious beliefs, it's a threat to uh, authoritarianism. So, uh, you know, this whole thing, uh, this is a challenge to uh, parent control, but we've complained about that a whole lot, you know, in medicine now. You know, I, I tell the story where I was uh, leaving medical school not too many years ago that I couldn't even put a stitch in a kid that without the permission yeah. uh, of the parent. And now, <laughs> and now you can have sex changes oh, before God. they're teenagers, <laughs> and uh, if you prohibit it, you're the one that's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, that, it's... it's uh, er, 
so much stuff like that is just turned upside down, and they do not understand the basic principle of, of personal liberty and volunteerism and telling people that uh, I'll, you mind your own business, I'll mind my own business. Yeah, and of course, the, just do the next clip. Actually, let's skip that one because I already basically brought it up. But here's, here's one of the points in the article. Uh, yeah, there we go. So Sue Gray, a lawyer for the family, said the doctors are dismissing the parents as conspiracy theorists and ignoring their concerns. A full hearing will be held Tuesday. One supporter of the family, Sarah McNulty, said she was standing up for freedom of choice. Uh, she said there are so many people lined up to give their blood freely, she said, adding this is where tyranny starts, where the state provides us with not being able to give blood freely to a patient that needs it. So there are people with unvaccinated blood, they want to donate it. Um, the hospital, of course, run by the state, says, no way, can't do it, no can do, we're going to take your baby away. You guys are crazy if you think that there's anything wrong with this blood, you know, so you're nuts, forget it. Yeah, it's, it's always for the children. Yeah. Take care of the children. And uh, when you think about it, in the cases I just mentioned about how the state becomes the parent and allows you know, children that are not, not only not of age, but they don't have the vaguest idea what they're talking about. I mean, young, young teenagers, and they end up, you, you know, propagandizing and teaching them that uh, there's a confusion out there. I know you don't know yet, but we have to help you along. We have to figure out whether you're a boy or a girl. Yeah. I mean, that, that is, I, it's, it's just so hard for me to comprehend this. Uh, but I, I, I just hope that people can wake up with this. But every day I think that there's uh, more people becoming more enlightened, the more I see the insanities uh, that are, are you know, come along and, uh, and they say, well, this, is, this has to be done because the people don't know how to take care of their kids. It's a really, what, what's going on here uh, is typical. And it's not, it's not just in New Zealand. Yeah. It's, the, it's the attack on parents because uh, I think the parents uh, demonstrated very well when COVID got out of hand. It's the yeah. parents that finally got together and started speaking out and said, Yes, it's for the children, but we're in charge. And now, right now, you can see there has been some elections that have, and the left is going nuts because it changed the school boards, and yeah. some of them got fired. You know, so as bad as things are, and every day I see it's grow, it's getting worse here. There's a little bit getting better here. It is a contest, but the contest between good and evil is not new. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, after these two years of COVID tyranny, where everything the experts said has been proven wrong, from masks <laughs> to yeah. efficacy of the vaccine to everything, it's all been proven wrong. How dare they say to them, well, you, you're, you have no basis. And you reminded me when, before the show when we talked about this, and they said, oh, the blood's fine, there's no problem. Well, remember during AIDS when they said the same thing, and they got into some trouble doing that. that that's right. You know, so, yeah, don't trust them at all. Well, we're going to move on, but at first I do want to say that the world, as you know, is in turmoil. One of the most basic things you can do when you see the uncertainty around us is prepare, take care of yourself, and take care of your families. That's why our partners, our sponsors in this show, 4Patriots.com, give you a way of doing that. There's no better way to take care of yourself than make sure you have a stable food supply and you're prepared for uncertainty. 4Patriots.com, the number 4Patriots.com can provide everything that you need, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus things like generators. Enter Ron when you go to 4Patriots.com and you will get a 10% discount. 
They've got all kinds of great things bundled together. A three-month meal pack, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Patriots.com. Enter RON for your 10% discount, $97 and up. You get free shipping for Patriots.com. I want to go back and make one more comment about the, the medical situation because um, we talked about the problems there when the parents' uh, rights are being taken and the government steps in and they do these things. But I think it's one step before that that we have to emphasize, and there's been a lot of talk about it over the years, but that is uh, the parents and the people getting into economic problems and begging and pleading for the government to take care of their medical needs. So I imagine the, uh, the national health care system in New Zealand, I don't know what percentage of the people are involved, but I'll bet you there's plenty. So they, they, they turn it over to the government, and uh, then the government is making these, uh, these decisions, and uh, the people have no, like you already mentioned, that there are people volunteering. Yeah. We never had the shots. We'll give them our blood. So they have... They, they can't stand the idea that something could be solved in a voluntary way. So that is, that is the great enemy and, uh, and good parents. It's an enemy of these people because it, it destroys the power of the village. Yeah. You know, the village is the only thing that will raise these kids to be obedient uh, servants of the state. Yeah. And uh, that, that is ingrained in our system. And that's why it starts with the medical care early on and why our educational system is... Uh, the, the government educational system, but thank goodness we still have the right to have homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I used to have a soft spot for New Zealand. I always thought it was looked like a beautiful place. I will never go there now. It's a shame. I feel bad for the people there. Well, the last topic we're going to cover, main topic we're going to cover, is something that's very important. It's very concerning, and it's a real escalation in the war between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, as we say, ultimately, we shouldn't have been involved or concerned about it because it's none of our business in any way, shape, or form. However, Washington is never able to see any conflict anywhere in the world without wanting to put its snout in the middle of it. Um, let's put up this next clip because over the last two days, there have been a total of three attacks inside Russia from drones apparently fired from Ukrainian territory. Uh, and for one of them, this drone uh, flew probably about three or 400 miles, I think, deep into Russian territory and struck an airfield. Uh, it damaged a couple of nuclear-capable bombers. So this is a big deal. Uh, and there was a new one today in Kursk as a result of the attack in oil reservoir. Uh, go back there, sorry, that, thanks. Uh, near the airport caught fire. So this is a real escalation of Russia's getting hit inside Russian uh, territory. You could say, obviously, they're at war. Uh, and these are military targets. We're not questioning that. We're simply observing the fact that this is an escalation. Uh, Michael Tracy, who we talk about quite a bit, uh, was featured on this Zero Hedge article about this. And here's his tweet. And I think he makes a great point. New York Times confirms U.S.-backed Ukraine forces carried out the most brazen attack yet, 300 miles into the heart of Russia, including a base with Russia's nuclear bombers. Not long ago, this scenario would have sounded totally unfathomable and insane. It dwarfs anything from the Cold War. So that, he puts it in the proper context. Uh, our proxy in this war is attacking Russia inside Russian territory. It would have, as he said, unfathomable during the Cold War. Yeah, you know, it, the itchy finger, you'd think, you know, in the old days, they wouldn't be waiting because this is a vicious attack. They've crossed the red line and there would have been a much greater response. Now, it still may come, 
but uh, you know we uh, try to distance ourselves from this and say well maybe these weren't our weapons maybe they were leftover old weapons and and that happened but the whole thing is is we are so involved in this I mean we were the instigators of the coup we are the instigators of paying for all this we're the instigators for the military industrial complex making tremendous amounts of money and uh, and now this is overstepping the bounds that uh, in, in international understanding this is a big deal where they they've gone in and uh, if uh, if it continues this way there will be a response an equivalent response because right now the equivalent response is limited uh, to hitting Ukraine and they say what well, Ukraine did or Ukraine did it and we try to hide behind Ukraine but you know what we we actually have people over there yeah. we actually send weapons and that's a long way from home you know yeah. that's a long way from home you know, and, and we still convince the American people we do it for national security purposes yeah. we do that to protect our liberties we do it to protect our Constitution they use those arguments ever since I've been involved and even even aware of anything that's going on in politics it's always an excuse to give us a protection and national security interests but uh, you, we do hear the stories now of people waking up and they're sick they say yeah uh, we're, we're wondering about our own borders rather than than uh, the borders between Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, you know, I think Biden was down in Arizona today, maybe, or yesterday, and someone said, hey, you're going to go down to the border. He said, no, no, I've got many more important things to do. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be important. We talked about weapons getting out yesterday that we sent over Ukraine. It's going to start being important when those, when those weapons, not just migrants, but those weapons start crossing over the border, start attacking American cities. But here's what we know about this. Apparently, these were Soviet drones that the Ukrainians have fixed up. Maybe they had some help fixing them up. Uh, that that uh, they had fixed up. So it was they were not HIMARS, they were not U.S. drones. Um, but we do know that the U.S. does targeting. The U.S. gives intel, gives raw intel, gives targeting, gives satellite information. And for a few days before this attack happened, there were some satellite photos about this one air, this one uh, airfield with the uh, Tupolev uh, fighters or, or bombers on it. So the U.S. obviously we know they're helping, even though it wasn't a U.S. M uh, missile. We know that there are fingerprints for sure on it. Uh, and uh, Michael Tracy, again, here's another uh, tweet, and this is, I think, very important. But right after the first two airfields were hit, the Wall Street Journal came out with an article out of the blue saying U.S. altered HIMARS rocket launchers to keep Ukraine from firing missiles into Russia. And, of course, we know the government, Dr. Paul, uses, quote-unquote, leaks to send messages. Uh, and that was my first thought when I heard they said this. And Trace, Michael Tracy says the point... Curious, this leak to the Wall Street Journal was published hours after Ukraine carried out by far its longest range attacks yet inside Russia. It's the U.S. trying to say, hey, don't look at us. We didn't do anything about it. We, we, cut, you know, we, we, we cut the length that they could go. Clearly, they are worried about a red line, but they're not afraid to keep pushing up against it. No, and uh, I, I think this is a ratchet upward yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in the danger that exists. And I, I keep th thinking you know what if and one of my what ifs right now is what if uh we were in nato and that we did not participate in the uh coup on the 14th uh where we stored up the trouble with nato what would have happened you know what the response of the, ho uh, the hawks would be russia would own europe yeah <laughs> they would already own europe but you know what um 
I would think that if Russia Russia took back land and they used the justification, well, they used to own it, this sort of thing. But if if they did that, I I would think that uh, nobody knows exactly what would happen. But maybe the Europeans would become less dependent on the United States for everything. Maybe they would band together if the Russians were moving into Germany or something like that, which I can't quite understand of that that happening but they uh they would they, they would take a, a big risk but the whole thing is if we weren't there i think what would have happened is that there would have been a settlement i mean they somebody was in office that was actually satisfactory to uh you know eastern part of ukraine uh and they're there, there could have been something worked out when the Ukrainians started realizing that. But my point is, I think we've stirred the pot. Yeah. We've stirred the pot because of money, because of power, because of our empire. And uh, it's, it's not going to change unless we change our foreign policy. That's why we've suggested more than once. Yeah. We should change our foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not my original thought, but someone said it makes a lot of sense that this regime change for Russia plan uh, had already been well thought out by the people that were in the Obama administration who are now in the Biden administration. They are the same people, but that 2016 got in the way when Trump was unexpectedly elected and that threw all their plans off. And that's why they spent all that time trying to undermine Trump and claim that he's a Russian agent <laughs> because he messed with them. Um, I do want to read a couple of uh, rumble rants that we had during the show. Gypsy Magic gave $10 saying, the most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That's from Ronald Reagan and that's a very good quote. Uh, we also got $10 from Brewster McBrewster, RPLR, Dr. Paul and Daniel. Thanks everyone for doing that. Thanks everyone for watching the show live on Rumble. Thanks for watching it on YouTube as well. But we're live here on Rumble. Um, hit the rant, hit the Rumble uh, Subscribe if you're not subscribed. I got a nice email from the fellows at Rumble yesterday, Dr. Paul, congratulating us on our numbers continuously improving. And we're grateful to them for providing this the opportunity and for being real partners uh, for us. So thanks a lot, Rumble, as well. Um, and I'm going to close it there, Dr. Paul. Yes, and I want to just mention one thing. We're getting close to Christmas, and we've been talking about Christmas for a long time, and, and uh, we still put it in our papers, and even some of our TV stations still record it. But uh, the city of Philadelphia, and I think something special happened one time in Philadelphia where they talked about individual freedom and, you know, constitutional government. Anyway, Philadelphia declares war on the Christmas tree. And uh, you, but, but they haven't quite made it to the point where they want to be because there's lots of things that they're still getting away with saying Christmas, but, uh, but it's limited. Uh, you, you, you can't call it a Christmas tree. <laughs> so, but you can call, you can talk about Christmas lights, Christmas decorations, uh, Ukrainian children uh, entertainers perform Christmas carols, Christmas garbs. That's still okay, but uh, Not Christmas was the name. Refused to identify the ceremony. You couldn't have a Christmas ceremony. Uh. What do you, I wonder why. <laughs> if, uh, but, 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 but anyway, but this has happened before. We've heard this over the years. But I don't think they've been very successful uh, in doing it. And I have to admit that sometimes uh, the, 
the Christmas activity can get overly commercialized, and uh, but that's that's the people's freedom. I mean, in a way that uh, doing this, but to attack it, uh, I think it actually backfires on them. I think people who might be uh, ambivalent about the whole thing or don't don't care about it, well, that's ridiculous. You know, you can't you can't say Christmas. But anyway, I want to thank all our viewers for tuning in once more, and uh, wish you all happy uh, Christmas, and uh, please come back to the Liberty Report soon.